Hallelujah. Our, our Lord is worthy. Worthy to be praised and adored. Amen. Shall we turn to the scriptures? Praise God. 2 Timothy 1.7 The second epistle of Paul, the apostle to Timothy. Chapter 1, verse 7. Amen. Praise the Lord. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. My Father, we are grateful to you this morning. We thank you for your word. We thank you for what you're going to do in us and for us. We receive your word this morning. Release your grace and anointing in this place. That will make the proclamation of God's word effective. In Jesus' name, every resistance to the preaching of God's word be bound. We take victory in Jesus' name. Church said amen. And please be seated. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord.
Amen. Praise the Lord. We are no longer slaves to fear. We are child of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. I don't know as you are seated in the house of God. Maybe there are lots of things in your life that's intimidating you. That's threatening you. That's challenging you. That's looking down on you. That's belittling you. And fear has gripped your soul, your spirit. And this morning, the Spirit of God wants to remind you that you and I, we are no longer slaves to fear, but we are the child of God. Amen. We have the spirit of sonship. Hallelujah. And as God's children, as a child of God, we have nothing to fear. For the word says, if God be for us, who or what can be against us? Praise God. Coming to the scripture that we read, Paul writing to Timothy, a young man, he says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and sound mind. Paul is reminding Timothy, who is facing pressures from every end, pressures from inside, and pressures from outside, and pressures from all around. Pressures from inside. It's an inhibition that Timothy perhaps inherited in his life. Timothy by nature was timid and he was fearful. And that stood in its place, threatening him from moving forward in the plan and in the purpose of God. So from the inside, there was an inhibition. There was a fear. There was this timidity that was within him that kept him down, that kept him bound, that kept him locked, that kept him chained, that he could not rise up to the level that God was calling him out. And on the outside, there was pressure that was facing upon his life by the false teachers that surrounded him at that time. So there was inhibition on the inside and there was intimidation on the outside. There was pressure building on the inside and there was persecution that was unleashed on the outside. All around him, he could see the hand of persecution which stopped him from fulfilling what God had called him to fulfill. And it is at that point, Apostle Paul writes to him and reminds him of a spirit that is given to him. And I want to remind the church this morning, you and I have been given a spirit from God. Praise God. Maybe you have a timid spirit by birth. Maybe you are fearful. Maybe the spirit of fear has taken a grip of you, has taken a hold of you, and it's speaking down on you. But this morning, through the word of God, let me remind you that God has given us a spirit. 
the Spirit of the living God. Praise God. When you look in the scriptures, and if you were to take a broad brush and brush, you can find there is a broad three categories of spirit that the Bible talks about. There is the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of God. There is a human spirit, which is in every man. Praise God. And there is the evil spirit that comes from the evil one itself. Praise God. In the human nature, if you have a weakness, a timidity, praise God. The Bible says that, that Paul writing to Tim, Timothy says, listen, we do not have, we are not given a spirit of timidity or a spirit of fear. In its context, Paul is talking a spirit of fear that keeps Timothy from witnessing, from serving God. From withholding him from reaching or doing the call that God has placed upon him. God has not given us that spirit of fear. But the spirit he has given, the spirit S, capital S, the spirit of God, spirit of power, love, and sound mind. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Paul is reminding Timothy, regardless of what you have, and that's applicable to us today also. Whether we have the techniques, the tools, the technology, the training, the talent. All these things are important. But unless we have the power of God, we cannot be effective in witnessing and in serving God. And therefore Paul is telling him, listen. If God has called you, He's not only a God who calls and commissions you, He's also a God who commissions and empowers you, gives you the power to fulfill the commission that is required from above. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, once the Lord told Joshua, as Joshua was getting ready to take, take hold of the reins of leadership on the children of Israel and getting ready to take them into the promised land. He says, be bold and courageous for I am with you as I was with Moses. I am gonna be with you. Joshua needed a point of reference and Joshua was used to know and he has seen God being with Moses and God is assuring him as I was with him I am also with you but let me tell you New Testament believers we what is our point of reference I'll tell you what our point of reference is Jesus said as the father has sent you 
so sent I you. Praise God. My point of reference and your point of reference is Jesus saying, as the Father sent me on an interplanet mission, I sent you. Hallelujah. That tells me I have the presence, I have the power, I have the provision, I have the protection that is needed to fulfill, to fulfill the great commission in witnessing and serving God effectively. So Paul is telling Timothy, see, God has given us the spirit of power, love, sound, mind. Power to witness effectively. Power to serve God's people effectively. We live in a power crazy world. And we know that power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Praise God. But here, the power that the Bible talks about is the power to do the will of God. Power to become the emissary of Christ. Power to become the herald of Christ. Power to become the ambassador of Christ. Power to effectively exhibit Jesus. That's the kind of power that the Bible talks about. Not only power, love. In our culture, the Western culture, love is a word that is misinterpreted, misrepresented, misunderstood. You ask 10 people what love is, you will get 10 different variation of what love is. But the love that Paul was talking, the spirit of love is a love to love people. To love people so that you can minister to people effectively. The love of God. Praise God. Loving others. Loving people who are not linked to us. Loving people who are not attached to us. Loving people who do not look like us. Loving people who do not walk like us. Loving people who do not talk like us. Loving people who do not dress like us. Loving people with a different language. Loving people who eat things that are different. You can't love them unless you have the spirit of love in you. So Paul is saying, if you have to reach out in love, you have the spirit of love. If you have to minister, you need to have that love. Praise God. And my Bible says, perfect love cast it out Praise God. Hallelujah. Sound mind. You know what is sound mind? A discerning mind. 
a self-controlled mind, a self-mastered mind, a, a mind that has discretion. Now, listen. What if God only gave us the spirit of power? Oh, can you imagine that? If we only had the spirit of power, what would we do? Zip, zap, zip, zap. What a havoc. But the Lord does what? He adds what? Love to it. Praise God. As you move in power, it is also love. Can you imagine if we only had love and no sound mind? What would be the plight? You would not know who to love, what to love, how to love, when to love, no clue. Because what? It's only love, 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 love. Praise God. The love from heaven is what? It's a love with a with a discernment. Praise God. It's a power with discernment. And so God gives us this combo. It's not the combo meal that you get in McDonald's and Burger King. This is a combo that is being a combo that is prepared by heaven. It's a perfect mixture. Perfect mixture of power, love, and sound mind. And the Holy Spirit says, that's the spirit that has been given to us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So I like to look at Jesus. Jesus operated in power. So when, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think about Jesus operating in power? Tell me. Tell me. Tell me, guys. Come on. Come on. Anybody. What comes to your mind? The first thing that comes to your mind. Don't think too much. Come on. Huh? Huh? His power over death. Power over death. Praise God. What else? Anybody from the brothers? Yes, come on. Huh? What? Heal. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. All right, sisters. Huh? Demons power demons. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's because that's what we would like too. But let me draw your attention. The power to forgive. Praise God. The power to forgive. Praise God. The power to restrain. When the creator was abused by the creature and the creator going through the most excruciating pain had the power to retaliate, not even speak. He said, if I were to ask my father, don't you think he will give me legions of angels to come now? He only said, who are you looking for? And what happened? 
The Bible says they fell. Bam! Praise God. Hanging on the cross. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not. Praise God. The power to forgive. When it is impossible from a human perspective to forgive someone who has run all over you. The ability to forgive. When it is in your power to harm someone, you decide to forgive. That's meekness, power, under control. Praise God. Hallelujah. And let's come to what you said. You said the power to heal. Yes. Jesus had the power to heal. But why did he heal? He healed, the Bible says, because he had compassion on them. Yes. Jesus had the power over demons. He cast out demons because he wanted to deliver the people who were bound by Satan. Yes, Jesus raised the dead. He raised the widow's son because he saw the tears of a crying mama. Jesus raised the son of Jairus. Jesus raised Jairus' daughter because he heard the plea of a father. Jesus raised Lazarus because he saw the two sisters crying and he wanted to glorify God. Praise God. Yes, power in operation. But God's kind of power filled with the love of God. Praise God. And what kind of love is that? Praise God. What kind of love is that? The Bible says, For God demonstrates His own love towards us in this, that while we were yet sinners, yet ungodly, He Loud us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. How far did he go with this love? Praise God. Yes. How far did he go? The Bible says in John 13, 1, having loved his own who in the world, he loved them to the end. Let me tell you, not everyone will love you to your end. Praise God. When you become a liability, people will drop you. People will not know you. People would not want to identify with you. People would not want to associate with you. People would not want to be known to be around with you. Praise God. Isn't that what happened to Jesus? When he was the feeder. When he was the miracle man. When he was the wonder man. <laughs> Everybody loved him. 
But when he was being taken to the cross, nobody wanted him. That's what with Jesus, what do you think it's going to be with you and me? Praise God. If it not for the spirit of love, you will not be able to love. Praise God. <laughs> you know what Paul is saying? Listen, you got the spirit of Love, power, love, sound mind. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When the gospel of Jesus Christ is a fad. When being Christian is the popular thing to do. When being Christian in a Christian country is the way to go. Things are fine. But when the tables turn. We tend to take a step backwards. So Paul is saying, in your propagation of the gospel, praise God. Remember that you've been given the spirit of power, love, sound mind. Therefore, you do not need not be ashamed of the gospel or me a prisoner meeting. Do not be ashamed to become a propagator. At the same time, do not be ashamed of those who are being persecuted because of propagation. Why? Because you've been given, given the spirit of power, love, and sound mind. What about sound mind? Look at Jesus. You have power in operation. You have love in operation. And Jesus came to what? Why did Jesus came into this world? Why did Jesus come to the world? To save us. How is he going to save the world? How is he going to save the world? Huh? How is he going to save the world? Oh, come on. Can't be wrong. Huh? He's going to die for us. He came to die. <laughs> so, the people didn't like him. And they wanted to do what? They want to push him from the brow of the hill. They want to kill him. What did Jesus do? Does the Bible say he stood right there and say, I came to die. Yeah, I know I came to die. So go ahead, push me. No, that's not what Jesus said. The Bible says he did what? He simply walked away. Praise God. They cried out. Jesus, Hosanna, Hosanna. They want to make him a king. He knows that he's what? He's the word. He's the creator. He's the king of kings. And therefore he didn't say that. Okay. You guys want to make me a king? I'll become your king. No. Praise God. He waited for what? God's timing. Praise God. <laughs> the people around Jesus. They charged him. Accused them of blasphemy. Do you know who they accused of blasphemy? 
the one who is the word the one who spoke the word the one who spoke life they accused him of blasphemy what did jesus do what did he do did he get entangled with them praise god a sound mind praise god hallelujah when men tried to exalt him he did not get exalted when men tried to abase him put him down how much more do we need the spirit of power love and sound mind operating in us at the same time when god gives us power Now I'm not talking about the power of the spirit. I want you to listen. When God gives us power, power of position, power of office, power over of elevation, power of words, how do we use it? Can God entrust us with real power? if we get all pumped up if we get all all full of pride by what has been already given in the physical material earthly natural realm can he entrust us with real power praise god hallelujah Praise God. Timothy hanged around with Paul for a long time. He knew who he was. But folks, we all have a tendency to flip. What is this? I'll read out two scriptures. Hebrews 2:14. It talks about what Jesus did. In as much as then as the children have partakers of flesh and blood he himself likewise shared in the same that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death that is the devil and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage that was us tell your neighbor that was me what does that mean we were once subject to bondage of fear but what did jesus do jesus came and obliterated that power and he set us free now we have a problem you know from time to time we put ourselves we make ourselves bondage to fear so i paul writing to the roman says for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again again 
again to fear but you receive the spirit of adoption by whom you cry out abba father positionally seated with him practically are you bound are you bound by fear are you bound by rituals are you bound by law jesus came to set you and me free and he has defeated devil and death on the cross and he has set us free to live a life of liberty and freedom you and i possess the spirit of sonship whereby we can cry abba father he has given us the spirit of power love and sound mind so that we can function effectively and efficiently jesus <laughs> praise Is it possible to flip? Yeah. Look at this. David once said Psalm 27, "One, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid of?" The same David when his son started rebelling, when his closest council at the opel started started to plan and plot against him in psalm 55 you see david is saying that fearfulness and, and trembling is overwhelming me i am living in the fear of death This is a man who stood against Goliath. This is a man who stood against lion and a bear. This is a man who was done brought in many victories. Past victories are not a guarantee for today's victory. Today I need to tap into the resources of God. Past should be a point of reference and a reminder and a monument saying that what God has done for me in the past assures me that he will do it for me today but I need to be linked to him connected to him and allow his spirit to work over and through me when we allow fear to rule us we are telling that the fear is is bigger and greater than god no praise god hallelujah praise god where are you this morning hmm. do you allow fear to rule over you then you are saying that fear is more powerful than god If fear is keeping you down from fulfilling the role that God has given, fulfilling the call, fulfilling your role and your responsibility to witness, to witness and to serve, let me tell you this morning the Lord gives us the assurance he has given us a spirit of power, love and sound mind and I want you to start within the house of God. I was talking to some of the young people this last week 
And they were talking to me about the need for evangelism. I said, praise God. But I said, after the service is over, you stand up and you look around in the church. If you see someone that you don't know, someone who has come here for the first time, reach out to them. That's where it has to start. If I cannot reach out to the person who is sitting next to me, how in the world you think I'm going to step out into the neighborhood and reach out to them? So as the Lord, Lord, you have given me the spirit of love. Help me to love that person who's next, sitting next to me. I don't know him. But I'm going to reach out to him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm done. Let me close. <laughs> Paul's saying that there is spirit of timidity, spirit of fear. But then there is a healthy kind of fear too. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is beginning of wisdom. The Bible says fear of man is a snare, is a trap. But on the other side, if you fear the Lord, fear that is born out of reverence allows you to get intimate with God. As you get intimate with God, you have a reverent fear that rules and reigns before you. John was close to Jesus. But when he saw the resurrected Savior, he fell flat on the ground. Isaiah was the mouthpiece of God. But when he saw the glorified God, he said, Woe unto me. A reverent fear is a healthy dose of fear that tells me that I can be intimate with God and still do not lose respect with God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Look what the psalmist says. Who are those who fear the Lord? He will show them the path they should choose. Hey, young people. Trying to make decision. At crossroads of life. Trying to make a decision in vocation in your occupation, in choosing your spouse, your life partner. Good. This is what the Lord says. The word says, if you fear the Lord, He will show them the path they should choose. Why allow the spirit of inhibitions and intimidations to ruin your life when you can allow the fear of the Lord to rule and reign in your life which would lead you in the paths of righteousness bring wisdom heavenly wisdom down upon you praise God and receive that spirit of power love and sound mind that will make you effective and efficient in your work for the Lord shall we rise up before the Lord I'm no longer slaves. I'm no-
one hand upon your heart and lift your hands up and tell the Lord I am a child of God if you fear the Lord the Lord says he will prepare the path for you he will choose the path for you he will cut the path for you nay if he has to open the Red Sea for you he will do it for you so sing with assurance Yes, go ahead. You split the sea yes. so 